What's up, guys? Cody, Matt, and we even have an Irv here tonight to uh, do our fifth podcast. Yeah, I think so. Fourth base podcast number five. After listening, we uh, had some issues last time around. I don't know if it was trying to do it like over the phone. Yeah, it might have been the app. It might have been the connection. There's there's a lot of uh, external factors, I guess, that... We dropped the ball and it sucked. So... We're just going to move on. So we got some uh, some stuff to discuss today. We're doing uh, hottest teams again. I don't know if we'll even get into hottest players or not, but we, uh, we're we definitely going to discuss the NL MVP race, which is has been fun so far. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the division standings, but uh, let's just let's get to it. You want to talk? I want to talk about MVP first. Really? NL MVP? That's what I want to discuss. Okay, let's do it. We're looking at a bunch of numbers here. There's a lot of stuff going on, but there's they all look close. I want Freeman to win, but I feel like Matt Carpenter right now has just blown the competition away. Freeman has the highest batting average. Yeah, I think he, I mean, the thing is, when you try to talk, like, yes, he's very, very good defensively. When you look at the other guys, like we would say, I mean, I think we can agree. Freeman, Carpenter, Baez, Goldschmidt, and Arenado right now are in the running. Arenado is Gold Glove third baseman. Goldschmidt's already a Gold Glove first baseman. Baez can play anywhere you need him to, and is happy to. Same thing with Carpenter. Like I don't think that he's necessarily as good as the other guys defensively. And Freeman obviously is a Gold Glove first baseman, but I don't know that you can just look at that that one thing and go from there. But, I mean, all these teams are competing for the Division too, so you can't even, like, use that. Yeah, Arenado kind of jumps out too. 5.1 war, 973 OPS is the highest of all these dudes. He already has 90 RBI, 31 home runs. His batting average is only two, two points below Freeman's, 311 and 313. I mean, 90 RBI already. But then you look at Baez, he's got 97. It's like every stat you look at, one guy's winning that another guy, you know, it just it depends on what you look at. And you look at, like I said, you look at the teams, Braves are winning the division, Cardinals are suddenly in it, Cubs are winning for now. Oh, they're all playoff teams. Yeah, Arizona's right there. They're winning the division. The Rockies are what? How many games behind? One game back. One game back from Arizona? Yep. So it's like you can't even use that as the deciding factor. And one game back in the uh, in the wild card. Who, if you had to vote today, who who would you pick? If you had to vote right now, right now it would be between Carpenter and Arenado. I I, I don't know. I I'd give probably, it to Baez. Baez. Yeah. He has the most RBI out of all of them. He's just, he's been playing well all year, honestly. He is really good defensively. 296. Well, but that's the thing you look at, too. If you look at, like, from the whole year, Goldschmidt, his season started off atrocious, mm-hmm. as did Matt Carpenter. And that's something I didn't send to you earlier. So prior to May 15th, Matt Carpenter was hitting 140 with three home runs, 13 RBI, a 286 on base percentage, and slugging 272. Those are all terrible. Since May 16th. That's an OPS under 600. It's like five sixty something. Since May sixteenth, batting average is three fourteen, thirty one home runs, fifty six RBI, four eighteen on base, 
680 slugging. He has a 1.098 OPS. 680 slugging is ridiculous. Yeah. 1.098 OPS during that span leads the majors. That slugging's huge, too. 680, that means he's hit for power. I mean, dude. Even if, I don't know. Even if St. Louis doesn't make the playoffs, which right now they are as a wild card team, I don't know how he doesn't win. Like, I get Baez and his defensive versatility and all that, but I just don't see how the tear that Matt Carpenter, and he's going done at the right time. Yeah. It's better to get hot now towards the end of the season and be fresh in everybody's mind than if you did it at the beginning of the season. Like, Freeman, he's been, I think that's why he never wins, is he's just slow and steady all season. Arnado has been too. But his numbers are a little bit, like, power numbers are always, are always going to be better than Freeman's. And then, of course, everybody, someone's always going to say, well, he plays in he plays in Colorado. Yeah, but you don't hit like that just because of thin air. And I mean, or, how play, many, or play third base like that. Honestly, yeah, no, he's fantastic defensively. I don't know that. I think honestly, I want to vote for Freeman. I'd love to see him win one, but I just don't see how Carpenter's not going to win. That'd Unless, be interesting to see. He's probably he's got to be the oldest out of those guys, right? I think. I would say so. Yeah, for sure, because Baez and Arenado are, I think they're the youngest. Freeman's 28, I think. I mean, these guys are all under 30 with the exception. Is Goldschmidt 30 this year, I think? Yeah. Sounds, Sounds right. So, NL East, my Braves are still up three games on Philly. So, you talked about that earlier, though. The uh, seven games out of the final ten yeah, that they're going to see. So, there's maybe. Well, we looked up that earlier. There's 32 games left in the season after, no, including tonight. Yeah. So 31 after tonight. Braves have seven of their last ten are against the Phillies. So Yeah, they play in Atlanta the first series, and then they finish the season in Philly. So you have to think that, you know, to kind of keep it out of reach, Atlanta's going to want to try to get five, maybe six games up on Philly before yeah. that happens near the end of the season. Then it's not really, I mean, you know, much even, of a – even if they do that, like even if they if they stay, you know, at the pace they're on right now, they're what? They're three games ahead of Philly. So even if this stays if this continues, they, they play Philly at home, let's say they split the series, that evens it out a little bit, puts it at two games. Then they play the last three on the road. Yeah, if they lose all down. three, you're to the wild card, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Right now, the wild card in the NL is pretty tight. And yeah. Philly's in second place in both the division, and they're two games back in the wild card. So, Yeah, from the second spot. Like St. Louis, they've gone, they've come from nowhere to to lead that first NL wild card spot. Yeah, you have to think that one of those two teams in the Central, St. Louis or Milwaukee, will take one of those spots yeah. in the wild card probably. So if Milwaukee falls back, which I think is probably more likely – than St. Louis because Milwaukee's bullpen's been struggling mightily yeah, recently. I don't know. Their starting pitching is not good enough to carry the team. So, you know, outside of Josh Hader, who I read yesterday has as many strikeouts this season as Syndergaard, and probably not, I don't know how many innings pitch, but it's way less. That's impressive. I mean, it's Syndergaard's had not a great year either. Like yeah, he's so been far. hurt. He's some, been yeah, hurt, but still, that's. For a reliever to have, like, he's a strikeout pitcher. Yeah. So, that's that's a crazy stat. 
The uh, old Washington Nationals, just so we can bring it up, eight and a half games back, have pretty much sold some people. They've given up, I think, officially. Hmm. Just throwing the hat. I think so, too. So what does that mean for Bryce Harper, then? Are they going to re-sign him? It becomes really the only off-season question for the Nats. I guess they're, I don't know, they already traded Daniel Murphy. I can't believe they traded him, to I be know. honest. Like, I know that he's getting older, and he's had, what, did he have hip, a hip problem? I think so, mean? but he's been out most of the season. Yeah, they wait for him to finally get healthy. Yeah, he's been raking. back. Yeah, and So and why would you get rid of him? And he's like a good clubhouse guy, like a good veteran leader. No, you're never going to have problems out of him. He's going to go out there and bust his ass every game. And he's great in the clubhouse with your young guys. Like, you've got a lot of young guys in that clubhouse. So why trade him now? Yeah, I don't know that they got much for him either. No. Cubs are probably happy about it. Yeah, and to trade it, yeah, like, I don't I just don't understand why they would do that. And what does that say to Harper? Like, well, you just got rid of two veteran guys out of the clubhouse for next to nothing. So what are we doing now? But that also kind of hurts him because then he doesn't get to showcase his value in October like everybody had planned either. I think, what, at the beginning of the season, it was pretty much a lock if you asked anybody. I think they had over a 90% chance odds of winning the division. Yeah, everybody thought the Braves and the Phillies were at least a year out. And I think they have like a below 15% chance of winning the division now. Yeah. That's quite the drop-off. I mean, I don't see him getting hot. So it really comes down to Atlanta and Philly. Philly, I think, has probably the better starting pitching, even though Atlanta, you know, with a bunch of kind of no-names that they've patched yeah. together has been excellent. So, But Gaussman, dude. Yeah. Like, we've talked about him, talked about him, talked about him. They obviously saw something in him when they traded for him, and it has worked out fantastic since then. He's won at least two games into the eighth inning. He's got what, like a two sub two five ERA since he's came to Atlanta. Like that's what we needed because Fultonovitz is sketchy sometimes. Like he's been more consistent this year. Newcomb's still that young guy that's kind of bouncing back and forth. We need one guy to be steady. Like Sanchez, I feel like Anibal Sanchez, he might finally be like out of usefulness to me. Like he just keeps every start he's leaving the game because of an injury. I think he's on is he on the DL now? Something he's struggling with a hammy. So, yeah, he's day-to-day with a hamstring injury. So it's like I don't know if, if he's really what he's going to do the rest of the season. And then we've got a steady cream of guys, cream of crop guys coming up. Toussaint, sure. Ian Anderson's doing well in the minors. Toussaint's had what, two starts? One. One start? He like six innings, I think seven Ks, one earned run or something. He was supposed to start Thursday and they didn't call him up for whatever reason. But they also, like I read right around the, the trade deadline, that they were going to try to go to a six-man rotation. Yeah, and they, they that, shouldn't do that. Yeah, that hasn't happened either. I don't know if it's because we've been playing well, but whatever, it's working. So, so big deal, big like uh, winner from the trade deadline, it looks like, is the Cubs picking up Cole Hamels. Yeah. What happened with that? What happened to Cole Hamels going to know. Chicago? How did that... I mean, he's been average, maybe a little above average for the last what, two, three years, and he's been excellent in Chicago so far. They need something because Darvish just went down. 
Yeah, he's out for the season. I know they signed him long term, so it's not really about year one. But no, but they're trying to do something in the playoffs this year. I think it was a bad deal to be in with. We talked about that last year. One hundred twenty-six million. He made eight starts. Pitch forty innings. Forty like innings. Yeah, you're not you're not getting bang for your buck there. No. And they're they're only four games up in the division right now. They're playing well. They're about to get Chris Bryant back. Yeah. Yeah. That should help. Yeah, they do have the best record in the National League. Did you see that homer that Rizzo hit last week where he, like, fell to his knee? Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> Did you see that? Just dumb. Yep. How much power do you have to have to do that? That's stupid. Well, you paid to do it, man. You're, uh, you're Yankees. Last time you were on the podcast two weeks ago, I was making fun of you. Can I yeah, say you got swept by the, by the Red Sox here. And they lost to the White Sox, too, who they're playing now. Yeah, they've actually lost. They just lost 6-2. Maybe it's just bad luck for you to be on the podcast. Maybe, man. I don't know. They're, what, 8-2? Well, now 7-3. 7-3, lost 10. But Chapman goes down. The judge is still hurt. Are they six games? Six and a half? Six. Four? Maybe six and a half. Because Boston didn't put it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, up to the night rankings. Boston. What are they on? How many are they on pace to win right now? 100, 115, I believe, is like what they're at right now. So they're 90 and... 1942. 90 1942. 90 so they'd have to win... What? I, was, I like to say they 90 got, and some bullshit. So they got 30 games left. And they'd, they'd have to win 26 of them to, to tie the record. So they have to go 26 and 4? 26 and 6. 26 and 6. 26 Which and isn't <sighs> ridiculous. I mean, I mean that's that. I mean that's maybe definitely not when possible. You're a Red Sox fan. Well, I mean that's right. definitely possible. Right. As a Braves fan, that's. that's I know twenty games, games over five hundred in a well, thirty-two game stretch is ridiculous, 10. but they're four and six in the last ten. Yeah, they've lost yeah. three in a row. Three I think. In a row, yeah. I can't believe. Like I'm just dumbfounded when you look. Like you look at the NL West, and it's the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Dodgers. If I would have bet you at the beginning of the season that the Dodgers would be in third place in that division right now, how much like you would have bet me anything, wouldn't you? Yeah. Especially if I told you you'd be the Diamondbacks at the top. Yeah, I mean the Diamondbacks are like the best team with a bunch of nobodies in baseball, because outside of Goldie, they have who like. Cattell Marte, like Pollock is nice, but he's hurt all the time. Yeah, he's been hurt. And they have Jake Lamb. He's, and like they had Descalso for the season too. Lamb with that shoulder injury. So like, how are they winning games? Who who's in their rotation other than Granky? Granky. They had. A, they just got somebody um, that they traded for another pitcher who was. Borderlines, buckholes, clay. Fall. Yeah, he's been, but his last like uh, clay ble- eight bleeping buckholes. His last eight starts, he's pitched. I think, he's been amazing. I think like a sub two ERA. Yeah, I went, he's I went and tried to pick him up today, and of course Brian Haley already has him, so I couldn't get him. But they had a uh, Taiwan Walker. He's down for the rest of the season, right? Yeah, like he hasn't just, pitched much this uh, this year at all. Look at the look at the slow start that Goldschmidt had, and they're currently winning the division. I mean, it's it's definitely directly correlated to him playing well for that. I mean, them scoring runs. I just I never would have pictured. Who's who's in their their pen? Boxberger is their closer. Yeah. So I mean, they're I mean. Do you see the uh, players' weekend jerseys? 
Yeah, Did it was in two games? emojis. Yeah, it was, it was a, a box and a burger. Awesome, dude. Some of those cleats <laughs> they showed were uh, like ridiculous. Did you see any of those? No, the cleats. Yeah, no. like some guys. I I don't remember names. Like I went through this gallery of like the top like fifty or whatever, but they had like Bryce Harper one day, and I still hate Bryce Harper by the way. Um, his bats were like designed by this like Harper's Heroes, like something he does. They like designed his bats so like they it. You could just look at it and it looked like a little kid drawing all up and down it. They designed his cleats, too. Um, some of them, like, some guys let their kids pick, like, what they wanted them to be. Um, I saw a couple pairs of Jordans. I think CC Sabathia had a pair that said, like, Black Aces or something for, like, uh, I think it was some pitching staff for, like, black pitchers. Um, they had that. They just showed a bunch of them. One of them, and I can't remember whose was what, but one of them was, like, the Avengers like the uh, Infinity Gauntlet on the shoe, like they were. Some of them were pretty kick ass. Did you see? Did you see Rich Hill's jersey? It uh-huh. said D Mountain on it. So apparently he acquired this nickname in the past, Dick Mountain, because his name <laughs> Rich. Rich is short for I guess Dick or yeah, Richard yeah, or Rich whatever, Rich and then Hill for Mountain. So people call him Dick Mountain, and his player's <laughs> jersey was D Mountain. I did not see that. You don't <laughs> hilarious see anybody like report stuff like that. Unfortunately, that's not yeah, it was probably on Twitter or something like that. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> like players' weekend. That's that's pretty sweet though. That's pretty sweet. When did they start like, doing that? I don't know. It doesn't seem like very long ago, but it's 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 a pretty good idea for these dudes to like, you know, what you you put on Twitter the the clip with Albies and. Uh, Acuna, where they're talking about why they picked the the yeah. name that was on their jersey and stuff, like, and they're ripping on each other and stuff. So I mean, it's it's funny. It's a good time. Acuna's been fun to watch. Like, just I mean, on the baseball field, obviously. But did you see that video of him where the umps are challenging it and he's standing behind him on the camera, like fake putting headphones on and like doing this stuff, <laughs> this and that, and then like as the guy takes his headset off, Acuna takes his headset off. Like him and Albie's have been fun to watch. Like. It seems like everything I see on Twitter, every time I see something that's not, like, on the field them playing, it's those two doing something, like, with a mascot or something like that, like, dicking around before the game. Um, you got to like that, though. They look like they're having fun. Yeah, no, they look like they're having a ton of fun. And they're, what, 20 and 21? Yeah, I don't know what happens in six years when Acuna becomes arbitration eligible. Like, he probably won't be with the Braves unless we can lock him up before then, but we don't talk about that for a little while. Um... That could be really fun to see him and Albies. I hope Swanson can start swinging the bat better consistently because defensively he's pretty good. I mean, he's obviously got room to grow. Marquez has been a huge surprise this year. I don't th- <sighs> Last year he was better last year. Marquez? For Atlanta? No, he didn't, have, uh, he didn't have any power last year. He was still recovering from that neck injury. He's had the didn't best you have year. him in fantasy last year? For a minute. He was really, really hot for a minute. But okay. he didn't do it like the whole season. This year he's been it's like his first uh all star game yeah. vote or nod that he's gotten in his entire career. But I don't I don't know that we're gonna be able to re sign him unless he just loves Atlanta right. and wants to stay there. Why someone's wouldn't gonna you? but someone's gonna wanna pay. I mean some guys I don't know, like if if he's to the point in his career where he wants to win Obviously, he has a very good chance in Atlanta with as young as they are, but that's the thing, too, is they're a young team. But we're already winning the division. That could change like that, though, with the the young guys on the team. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, what if someone like, let's say the Nationals don't sign Harper and they want to get somebody 
and they offer more money. Not even the Nationals, like anybody. Like we're we're not a big spending team. Right, but right, but the, <clears throat> the Nationals have to think that if they get rid of Harper or they don't want to, you know, they they might give him an offer because he's been there, but it's definitely nothing that he's going to expect to get from there. And it I, it all it all depends on what they offer him. What they offer him will essentially let him know and everybody else how much they want to keep him there or how much Are they... Are talking about Harper or Yeah, uh, Harper. So it, if, if they come out with some weak offer that's definitely going to be topped by, you know, two or three other teams, then that's pretty much saying, like, you know, you've played for us for a while, we'll offer you something, but we fully believe that Juan Soto could be the next, you know, coming of Bryce Harper. Can't argue with you on that. Like, he's right. shown himself as a... Very, very complete hitter. Yeah, so that's nice. 19 years old. Exactly, and and his numbers are good, but there's nothing to suggest that, you know, he's been lucky at the plate or anything uh-huh. like that. So, I mean, it, it, this power is sustainable. It's just, I don't know, man. Like, obviously I don't like Harper because I'm a Braves fan. Right, but you, uh, he's but a right fielder, and when streaky. it comes down to it, right fielder is, is he's streaky. It's not important in the long term defensively. It really isn't. I mean, if you, you, you want to talk about shortstop, center field, second base, maybe third base if you have a good arm, all of these are defensively more important catcher positions than right field. They really are. Speaking That's why Trout is Trout and Bryce yeah. Harper is not Trout because Trout is amazing in center field. Yeah. I mean, there you couldn't pick two guys like that are like polar opposites yeah. of the spectrum. Like, but they're supposed to be one-two for like yeah, you know, the last like couple of years. Harper... Great in the spotlight. Trout just doesn't want to do it. He just couldn't couldn't care less. Yeah, he doesn't make a lot of commercials no, and stuff like that. You see Harper all the time. Yeah, you do. And Trout, you'll see every once in a while. But yeah, I mean, you have to give baseball credit because they baseball has been notoriously poor at marketing their big stars. Yeah. And like football is good at it. And the the dudes wear helmets. You can't see their faces all the time. Yeah. You know, baseball players, you can see their faces all the time. They wear, you know cooler jerseys, stuff like that, but, you know, they don't have to wear pads. They, you can see what these guys look like, and you can see their face, and football's better at marketing their superstars, and these dudes wear helmets. So, it's, you know, unless you see the name on the back, it's hard to recognize a guy during a game. I would bet if you took, like, you just look at the NL West, you look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you put any of their players out in public in a normal, just a, a casual... Sports fan won't, won't recognize him. Uh-huh. Goldie, Goldie, Goldie. He's the face of the franchise. But even him, I don't think the people maybe gr- maybe Granky, because yeah. it it is you know it is becoming a better baseball town, I guess. But well, it's also it's hard for us to watch like to be interested in the games out west because they start so late. Yeah, like there are days in fantasy where I'll just be like, dude, I'm too tired. I can't even stay up to watch the end of this game, like see what the score is or whatever. But it's nice when you wake up and you see that guy hit yeah. like and it, you know, added like, like oh, eight or nine more points the night before. Yeah. Yeah, but then you also wake up and your pitch it's like, Oh, six earned runs in yeah. uh, two thirds of an inning. <laughs> awesome. Minus eight. Thank God for that. Do should I start complaining about fantasy now or you wanna wait? No, nah. we can wait. We can wait. That's okay. fine. Like just let me <laughs> bottle it up a little bit longer. So, other hot teams, Tampa Bay. Yeah, which is sad because it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> trade Archer and they start getting, getting better. better. Archer has been terrible for uh, Pittsburgh so and far. And Glasnow has been fantastic yeah. for Tampa Bay. What's up with that? Dude, I'm telling you, like, sometimes guys, I think guys just need a change of pace. Like, I think you, like, 
Gaussman and the Braves. You put them under a different set of pitching coaches. Is it, is it they, Tampa tweak, Bay? they tweak one little thing, and then all of a sudden they're better. And yes, it is Tampa Bay because their pitching was, coaches are the anti Orioles pitching coaches. But how can you how can you be excited to play, even if you were winning? People aren't showing up to your ballpark to watch. Yeah. Play. Yeah, they're notorious for being like the even yeah even when they were like making they played in a World Series so yeah three, but they still so weren't I don't even think they were selling yeah, out yeah. the What's stadium it? then which is ridiculous. That's one thing I was listening to that starting nine podcast and that's something that uh, they had uh, an old A's or an A's guy that played with Dallas Braden at the same time, um, and that's what Braden said that he hated about and he won't miss playing for the A's is going to, like, some team that's not playing well, selling out stadiums, and then you go back to Oakland, and he said, like, you can hear people's conversations. So, like, that's just, that's Florida baseball. Yeah. Like, look at the team. Like, the Marlins, they win it. They immediately disband. It's like, well, get rid of all the big-name guys. Let's start rebuilding for They built seven, a eight years. stadium, too. They signed Stan to all that money. They're like, we're rebuilding – like, we're rebuilding around Stanton. He's the face of our franchise. No, they, they brought in Jeter as the new ownership. Hi, my name's Derek Jeter. And he got rid of everybody. See you later. Don't want it. Bye-bye. Yep. And here we are. And yes, they brought in Jeter in, what, a year or two later. Yeah, they, I'm going to say this. A year later. Yeah, they got rid of everybody. He traded Stanton without, like, what, a few months of being there. I'm going to say this again on record. Fuck Urania of the Marlins. <laughs> this will go on. For a very long time in the future. Anyways, back to the love of the Marlins. <laughs> Honestly, man, I feel like the Marlins would have been in a lot different of a situation had the Jose Fernandez thing not happen. Yeah. You think they'd be better? Oh, no doubt. So you think they'd be good enough to want to keep those guys? I mean, I think you'd be... You'd have an ace. You'd have a bona fide ace, and I think that he would be comparable... I mean, like, I'm not saying he's Max Scherzer, but, like, his numbers. Like, that guy, I think, was going to be, like... Very One good. of the best pitchers of our like that we get to see in our generation. Yeah, that's believable. He was like one of those like super competitive guys. Could throw. He had some good secondary pitches, and then that tragedy happens. And then there, there, it's gone. You could have had a good guy to balance with Stanton. Like you got a pitcher and a hitter. Could have, and they were both young. Could have played for the next ten years together. Yeah, I mean they had Ozuna and Yelich, and both yeah. those guys are pretty young too. Yeah. Had a decent team two yep. years ago. And here we are. So, In the uh, NL side of the uh, the hot teams. Oh, we got to talk about Astros and A's real quick because yeah, they're exactly. actually playing right now. All right, so the Astros, 7-3 and three in their last 10, but they've won five in a row. Can we just cut the bullshit and talk about Evan Gaddis's beard? It is massive. That is a man's beard right there. It's straight and plucked. <laughs> Looks great. Can you imagine? Eight plus though, to that barber. Said, what you said earlier, walking around as hot as it is, in with Houston. that massive beard, mm-hmm. it is just amazing. He's a massive man too, dude. That guy, like, when you there's some guys you see, like when you see Griffey swing, it's like there's not that much effort in the swing. Evan Gaddis is like maximum effort. Yeah. every swing. I just saw that swing. Hit that ball 300 miles into the ground. No batting gloves, though, right? He never wears batting gloves. Barehanded. That's some Jorge Posada stuff, yeah. He was a janitor of the year, I think, before he signed with the Braves. That's what you said. Because there was a meme that said 
brave sign a janitor can't stop sweeping because we got really hot after we signed him, and then it was just all downhill after that. Um, yeah, so Astros A's, uh, thank you, Houston, for pushing Garrett Cole's start back a day when I had him starting Sunday when I needed points. Yeah, that's fantasy. right. Thank you for that. Uh, he's in line for the win right now. What, four in runs he's given up? I think they're in the, they're the bottom seven. seven right now. Yeah, yeah five, four. They just well, to go on the top of the eighth. Keep point. going. Give me another inning. Give me some more points. Um, Matt Chapman of the A's. Yeah, I think that was a good pickup. It has been so Dude, far. I can't believe. I should have just picked him up a couple weeks ago. He's he an excellent defender. Hot. Fantastic. That doesn't mean much. I think he's that, got that, like, that guarantees playing time. Best, best defensive war in baseball. Yeah. Like a 3.1 or yeah, something. I did see that. Yeah, 3.1. Stupid. Like I've never, he's got such a good bat. You don't even hear about his defense really. Playing for the old Oakland A's. Yeah, you pulled that up earlier. You wouldn't think that. You, I mean, I guess every year you just assume it's uh, Simmons. Yeah. He's still fantastic defensively. Oh, um, What if the Braves had him still? Dude, I the two like I, I it hurts when we lost him. He's like I had his jersey, which I don't buy many jerseys, and then they traded him the next year. That one really upset me honestly, and then Kimbrel, that one that one hurt, and I still remember where I was when I heard about that. I was over at Danny's grandma and grandpa's, and I just like wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to chuck my phone. I think I dropped an f bomb. And her grandma like looked at me and was like, "What?" And Danny's like, "Baseball." I was upset about that. But it's all been leading to this, though. Hey, it all has. If best farm if system in baseball, out, if it pans out in the end, man. If we win, we win the World Series. I will never talk about Craig Kimbrell trade again. I mean, what if you don't yeah, win the World word. Series this year? All right, if we win the next two years. Okay. You'll never hear me talk about it again. The Yankees farm systems they traded yeah. traded and got really good like within like a year period. I feel like there was like five years where the Yankees were just like old men playing baseball. It literally was and they were in contention every year. Still. But just couldn't they would couldn't always lose it. to Boston or they would play the Blue Jays and lose or a wild card and lose. They always get to the playoffs but they'd always lose and they traded. Sucks, man. So if you want to talk about Atlanta in the playoffs, if they win the NL East right now, if you end this season, Atlanta plays Arizona in the what best of five division series, and then the Cubs would play the winner of the wild card game, which right now would be a division matchup for them, whoever won or whomever won. Yeah. So you think the Braves could beat Arizona in a five-game series? I don't think Milwaukee's going to end up staying in the, I don't in think the race. So. It's going to end up being Colorado. And Colorado's Florida. hot. In St. Louis. Milwaukee's going to fade out. Dodgers could make a run still. I yeah, mean, so they're, they're the Dodgers. Just, they were in the World Series last year. You can't count them out, really. Exactly. So do you, and they got you Machado can't. this year. Yeah. <laughs> so. so you can't count, count them out. I agree. So if they, I mean. See, that's the thing, man, is everything that we talk about right now in a week could change. Like, I'm not talking about most of the stuff like Boston's going to be Boston, New York's going to go on their run or whatever, but Boston's going to go on another run. Like, the NL East, NL Central, NL West, all those could change. AL West could change. The wild cards could completely change. Like, they're just so tight. Like, you're looking at, what, 
from a half game to a two and a half game back in both wild card spots. Yeah, that's what makes it exciting. That's the part about the AL that stinks is it's right now it's not yeah, that close. The Yankees are I mean it's Red Sox and Yankees top the AL top of everything really. So it literally point. goes Yankees and A's and Seattle's five games back. Right, and then outside of Seattle there's nobody. Yeah, it's not no. even close. Tampa Bay would there's be the five, closest. There's team. five teams within three yeah, games. There's five in MVPs, five five in the wild card running. It's it's just too tight of a race. I don't know, like eight man. Like that's the thing though is you look at, you look at the Braves and the thing that everybody said all year is the youth. Like they're these guys haven't, haven't played enough to to you know know what to do. But you've got guys like Freeman, Marcakis, veteran guys in the lineup every day. Flowers has been around for years. Suzuki's been around for years. Like you've got veteran leadership, on that team. You've got guys like Charlie Culberson, who can not start for a week, and then come in, and he's been hot off the bench, hot when he's been filling in, hitting home runs, just a hustle guy. You've got that off the bench. We've got plenty of young pitchers to call up that nobody's going to be tired come playoffs, period. You've got Allard, and you've got Toussaint that aren't even pitching for the Braves right now. That right there brings you up to seven starters. That keeps everybody fresh. Yeah. Our bullpen, yes, has been iffy, but if Vizcaino comes back, we don't have to use him every game to not mess his shoulder up. You've got Venters who's pitching well. Okay, so if the Cubs have the best record in the National League, and let's just say they, they end the season, and so you have Atlanta playing the winner of the National League West. So which one of those teams do you not want to see the Dodgers play? Who's or the Braves play? Like who's the worst matchup? And then who who would you rather see them play? Like who who are you rooting for the to Dodgers win that division? The worst lineup. The worst team. I, I don't want to see I don't want to play Colorado. So you'd be wanting to play Arizona at that point because you don't want to play the Dodgers. You're gonna see I don't Kershaw wanna... and you're gonna get hot bats, you know it. But I'm not. I'm not that. I mean, a couple years ago, I mean, yes, Kershaw is still a phenomenal pitcher. We've got a right-handed heavy lineup. Mm-hmm. Yes, Freeman's a lefty. Marquez is a lefty. But Albies, yeah, he'll hit righty. Acuna's righty. Camargo switch hitter. Who I said it at the beginning of the year. I know we weren't podcasting then. I said it at the beginning of the year. There's no need for us to try to play Jose Bautista at third base when we have Johan Camargo, who has been playing decent, and we should just give a shot. Like, this is the year to just give him a shot. And then we started playing well, and I was like, they're not going to do it because they're playing well. And then they finally started doing it. That was after Ryan O'Flaherty got, like, cooled off. Joey Batch just got traded today. I'm pretty sure. The Phillies. Oh, great. Who? The Phillies? Jo- uh, Jose Bautista. Bautista. Yeah, honestly, man, I don't want this year. Uh, came up with Atlanta. He played third base for Atlanta for like, I mean, it was like, what, 10 or 15 games, something like that. Yeah, they dropped him and the Mets picked him up. Yeah. And he's been decent with the Mets. Okay. So now he's on the Phillies, so now he's on a contender at this point. Yeah. I mean, he was thriving. He's not thriving. He's not Joey Bats of old. But honestly, like, I don't want to see Colorado. Colorado has... A lot of fantastic hitters. And the Dodgers, I feel like the Dodgers are 
don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm not worried about Kershaw because we we're not like a like I said, not a left-handed dominant lineup. But I don't know, man. I I probably would like to see Arizona. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Arizona. But I don't want to see. Doing? I don't want to see the Rockies. Oh, he's out. They have the least scary lineup. I feel the Rockies Arizona. or Arizona. Yeah. The Dodgers have. I mean, but outside of like Machado now, like who's their who's their best hitter? Like Bellinger, for some reason, hasn't had a great year. I think he's had Was what, it his second year? year. Yeah, second year, right? It's yeah. a sophomore slump, man. It just happens. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just one of the old stupid baseball sayings or whatever. But I believe like sometimes guys just have they struggle their second year. No, I mean that's what happens is they come up. People start. No to one's them seen them on film. Yeah. Pitchers haven't seen them, so they they get to see. You know, they start. Dominating, and then pitchers catch up. Pitchers learned they to throw uh, Judge the high fastball, yeah. right? And he that was his. They found out that was his weakness. But good hitters adjust to that, and you have to make your. Like I, I think I've said that you got you got to make that one of your strengths. If See, if you want to dominate, and and guys can't do that. Obviously, they they've figured out how to pitch to Bellinger, and he hasn't adjusted yet. Yeah, maybe he's good enough to where he can eventually in the well, future. Isn't he like a pool hitter. Yeah. Yeah. See, like that's why Maybe I Jay think. Bruce. I think like if remember his early yeah. years, he struggled hitting anything I other mean, than a fastball. He's got that golf swing. Yeah. Almost like Griffey's, but more of an uppercut. Yeah. Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds style. Um, I feel like Soto. Like I think I said this already in one of our podcasts, but he's already able to go opposite field. So you can and guys that can do that are going to be a better hitter, and they're going to be able. To, that shows that he's. He's able to make adjustments. He yeah. can pull the ball if needed, but he's perfectly capable of going that way, and that makes it a lot harder for a guy to pitch, or for a guy to, you know. Yeah, you get can't him shift on him. No, I mean Derek Jeter is the master of that. Taking yeah, I used, he, I used to enjoy opposite. watching. He foul. I feel like he'd foul a lot of away pitches off, mm-hmm. just like foul him off, and then he was one of those guys that like he would grind it out and make a pitcher throw you a pitch on the middle make so a, make, make them make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who do you, if you had to pick today, who would you pick in the West? Arizona's gonna win, I think. I don't know. The Dodgers like their rotation's kind of in disarray right now, a little bit. They moved what Maeda to the pen. Rich Hill was good here, has been good. Oh, his Dick last Mountain. Couple, yeah, Dick Mountain is last. I don't ever starts. want Rich Hill. I'm de- <laughs> making the decree now. Rich Hill will forever be referred to as Dick Mountain from here on out on this podcast. Dick Mountain. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is Arizona, but I, I think I don't know. Colorado doesn't have a great offense outside of like a few guys. But those, I mean, look I read an article that said doing. why didn't Colorado pick up Daniel Murphy? Like, why? How did he make it all the way to the Cubs through? Because he went on waivers, right? So it goes in order of like well, best, best. You know, you, the team with the worst record can can pick a guy up off waivers. Before, yeah, it goes it goes in order. Right, of, of like records. So and that's what everybody Colorado was saying had a about, shot at Murphy. Yeah, that's over. what I'm saying. Like everybody was saying that about the Cubs with Murphy. But how like, did he how did the Cubs far? how did the Cubs get him? Right. It doesn't make sense. So if And it, I get like if you don't want to give up a bunch of prospects for him, I get that. But nobody in the league would have benefited from him or even just to be a dick and be like, "Yeah, let's make a trade." Because I don't want the Cubs to have him. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out, whatever. 
I heard he was extremely cheap for the rest of the season. Yeah. But, like, when you look at, the like, the Rockies, do you really think that the Rockies thought this year, like, we're going to win the division? Honestly, do you think at the beginning of the season the Rockies thought we're going to win? No, they, they were a wild-card team last year, so they probably thought they were, you know, the Dodgers were coming off of going to, what, Game 7 of the World Series? Mm-hmm. Did it go seven games? Yep. So, yeah. So they were right there. So I, I, I don't think Colorado made the moves to make them, like, World Series contenders, or at least I don't think they thought so. I mean, I don't think anybody expected anybody but the Dodgers to, to run away with that division. But they could. They could have got Murphy and paid, you know, not much money, made a run, tried to win the division, and then maybe, you know, something good happens in the postseason. It doesn't, I mean, if you lose out, it doesn't cost that much. It's not, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know, I'm still, I'm just dumbfounded that Murphy made it all the way to the Cubs. That's one thing that just doesn't make sense to me. So does Javi Baez, is he, he plays second normally, right? But is, is uh, Russell, has he, is he hurt? He's on the DL. Yeah. yeah, so is Baez playing short? He's coming back. Aston Russell is also thinking rehab right now. Okay, you, you did say that. another guy from the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, they just mentioned that not long ago. So it's, if Baez has been playing short, that's that's pretty important too for MVP because that's I mean I mean he's still he's one of those guys that he can he would literally play anywhere you want him to. I need you to go pitch. Give me two innings. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. Like this isn't updated, but he says on the ten day DL with a middle finger sprain. That was on August twenty second, so that was a few days ago. Okay. I was gonna say he still got probably at least a at least a four or five days still being on the DL. But yeah, Baez, like that's what I'm saying. When you look at that, the NL MVP race, him and Carpenter, they both they can play different positions. I think that definitely makes them more valuable. But I think when you look at it, I I think that Matt Carpenter is more valuable than I think Matt Carpenter is. And I think we talked last week, and I said that I feel like Javi Baez was closing in on Freeman for the NL MVP. But I just Carpenter, he's not hitting you know two home runs a game like he was a couple weeks ago. But yeah, all of Freeman's numbers are better than than Javi Baez's. So you have to take Freeman over over other than RBI. Yeah, Baez has ninety seven. Yeah. So that are almost a hundred. That's it's pretty good. Yeah, man, I just oh, I'd love to see Freeman win. I just feel like he's not flashy enough. He's not flashy with as as flashy as Arenado with the glove. I feel like that's always a consistent thing with Atlanta stars that you got like Chipper Jones and all in there. Yeah, it's just like, like casual flashy. stars. They're yeah, casual the only, stars. I feel like the only like flashy player Maddox. we had no Maddox wasn't flashy. Like uh, Raphael for Cole, he was fun to watch. He was like a, Andrew Jones was fun to watch yeah. in center field. Yeah, all oh, the glory days. Yeah, can we talk about how the Cubs Cubs have the best record in the NL? Yeah, and Boston has the best record in the AL, and it's like. Can we talk about the fact that the Cubs a twenty-two did game not, difference? Huh? Boston has a twenty-two game difference in the lead over the NL. They're ninety and forty two. The Cubs are seventy six and fifty three. Yeah, that's the best record. Yeah, there's five hundred. That's insanity. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, that's true. But that's the thing too is everybody, and I get that when you look at the stats, that yes, 
all of your offensive leaders are coming from the AL. But like we've we've discussed this before, there's a big difference in what these NL teams do when their pitchers hitting. Yeah. So that's going to take, you know, run off the board right there because you yeah, don't but have whoever you're playing has to do the same thing. That doesn't but necessarily the, give. But you the NL team doesn't. They're not. They don't have to change their strategy. All like. I think, and I'm not saying, like, I would love to see the Braves win a championship. It's a home year. ballpark type thing, right? Yeah, so if they're playing in the NL, there's no DL, or no DHAL, they are right. DH. But, like, the Braves don't have to change their strategy when they're playing in Atlanta. If they're playing in Houston, it's like, oh, cool, we get to add a batter. And I don't have to change anything else. Right, and I get that it, it determines your batting order. So if your pitcher you know, is up in the sixth inning and he has to hit, it's like, you know, how do many I pitches has he had? Do I yeah. pull him? And if mm-hmm. I pull him, like, I, I have to have already warmed up somebody so they're ready to go. And then you're getting into your early bullpen and those aren't necessarily your best pitchers. So it's, you know, am I going to, you know, do I want this guy to hit? Well, I mean, what if the bases are loaded with one out and your pitcher is the next spot? I mean, you and like, I understand one run or something like that. Like I understand both sides of the argument. I understand that having a DH makes the game more exciting for everybody. But at the same time, I like the more strategic aspect of the NL, not like for what you're saying. Like, yes, it's the sixth. Let's say it's the bottom of the sixth. My pitcher's giving up two runs. He's at, you know, 70 pitches, 75, whatever. I've got a runner on second base. There's one out. Like, do I take this chance now? Am I in, of course, am I winning? Am I losing? Right. Yeah, what if the bases are loaded with one out? Exactly. We could could keep throwing, like, 50 scenarios to that, and you don't have to worry about that in the AL. Yeah. Yeah, you get to replace the the pitcher with, you know, usually the best hitter on the team. But I also... Or the worst defender that can hit. I just, and I know we've discussed this before, but I don't understand what happens, like... Your, like, best pitcher is always your best hitter. Because, in growing up, you know, like, nine times out of ten, they're the best athlete. They can do both. They can hit. They can pitch. What happens? What happens where they just, like, most nope, most not of picking them, a bat up? There was literally a college video about this, like, this spring of a pitcher who pinch hit and hit a home run and told his coach he used to hit all the time. Well, the college is, like, in the single or double or something. The colleges don't let the pitchers hit at all based on injury, like, awareness. I'm sure it's the same in high school. You got a star pitcher, you're out of the game as soon as you're done, regardless if you can hit on runs or not. The yeah, arm, but you the arm is too important. The arm is way too important. Meanwhile, Alex Bregman just hit a three-run home run. It's 8-4 to four now, Houston. That's great for fantasy. Alex Bregman, three-run home run. He can we a, talk he has about a four-hit game. It's his third four-hit game this season, it said. I really wish I could keep him next year in fantasy. but Yes, we can talk him. about fantasy. All right, so... I already, I already made my little comment about the Astros pushing Cole start back, but the reason I lost was I did not start Bieber on Tuesday, and he would have got me 16 points. Well, and well, honestly, well. fuck you. I, I was hoping all day. I was like, if he just like goes up like 20, 25, I'll feel a lot better about this. Because it won't be my fault. And then he didn't beat me by 16. Opposite field. Alex Bregman. Oppo home run. So that's what? That's at least seven points right there for me, right? Home run, four, 
three RBI and a well, run. No, how many eight. guys are on base? Two. There's Two. a three-run show. Two, yeah, that's eight points. I'll take it. So. And that solidifies the win for Cole pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yes, that gets me more points. So, back to last week. I was in first place until I lost. Correctamundo. Which leads me to this week where Matt here plays Brian, who is in sole possession of first place. And I think this is the first time we've had a, a one person in first place in how many weeks? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been probably, what, four or five weeks, I'd say? Because we've been in a, a three-way tie for at least two or three weeks. Yeah. So what I need is i got to win this week. I need you to beat Brian. That puts us back in a tie for first place, and I'll win because of points. I'm still 200 points up on him. Really need that to happen. And like I said, I think I might try to pick back up Britain just to ride it out until... They said at least Chapman two, at least two weeks on Chapman. Yeah, um, this is a question I have for you, and I know I'm putting you on the spot. So Michael Waka, he's been on the DL for a minute. Uh, he is supposed to be back in September. Okay. At some point. I might have to drop him. You've got him so yeah, I, mean, yeah I need. Start next week. Yeah, I have Ozuna on the DL, so I'm not getting points from that spot. And then Paxton's on the DL, and Waka's on the DL. Like I'm, I think I'm just gonna have to drop Waka because by the time he comes back, it might not even matter. I don't. I'd rather drop him than have him on my team and competing for you know third place in the league. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna drop him in the morning. Move Ozuna to my DL. I'm gonna have to pick a hitter up. And then I'm probably going to pick. I'm going to try to pick Britton up when he's off waivers. And that'll be my first ad of the week. Is that tomorrow? That he's off waivers? Yeah. Uh, I dropped him. No, I think I dropped him yesterday. Okay. So it'll, three days? Yeah. So it'll be a couple days for that. But, yeah, Cole's got me nine points. It's eight to four right now. So he'll get me that's another 14. five. So that's 14. Yeah, that's respectable. Bregman has scored me 14 points. Jeez. Four for five, two runs, two singles, a double, a home run, four RBI. So he's a triple short of the cycle. Woo! It's 26 to nothing against LeMaster. I haven't counted starts and stuff like that this week either, so I don't know how many, like, pitchers we have going against each other, but I'm going to be real pissed if I cool off at the very end of the season. How many pitchers did you have going today? Just one. Just Cole. And when, I'm not gonna lie, when I looked up and it was the bottom of the third, and he'd already given up four runs, and it was four to four, I was really worried that he was gonna get pulled. So we got this this week. Who who's our new World Series picks? Are we changing? I forget oh, who I dude. Pick. Like, like I said, it's hard to even make a prediction for who's gonna win the NL West right now. Yeah, I still think that Boston is. I mean, I just I don't see how anybody's going to beat Boston. Do you really think Sale? This is something I've been meaning to ask you. Do you think Sale's injured? I think they're, I no. think they're milking that cow pretty good. Yeah, no, no. I don't oh, think he's injured. He's got shoulder inflammation. My ass. Man. Let's just rest him. Let's rest him for a couple of weeks. We don't need it. Yeah. We can go, we can go 7 and 15 in the next 
three weeks and still be okay. Yeah, I mean, they don't, do they even have to win another game to make the playoffs right now? Yeah. No. Do they? Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean realistically. Pro- probably not, but to win the division, Let's for sure. Let's check this out. How about playoff bursts coming right around the, the corner? The Yankees aren't that far back. They they still have to win some games because the Yankees are. I bet, I bet 100 will be there because they got 30 games left, so 32 games 32. left. So right, but the A's hold the second wild card spot, Boston and they're only has thirty games left. They only have eleven less wins than Boston. Yeah. In the second wild card spot. I was just joking, guys. They need to take it literal. <laughs> Let's check this out. We'll find it. I mean, it all depends number. on what they would do, but it, I mean, they're they're getting to that point. That do you trust? As soon as they win a hundred games, they don't have to win anymore. So Price has been fantastic this year. Yeah. Do you trust them in the playoffs? Not game one. But like, well, I mean, he game, wouldn't go game one anyway. But do you trust him in the playoffs? Yeah, sure. I think his stuff has declined. I think he's maybe had to try to learn how to like actually pitch. Yeah, instead of blowing heat by people. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing that makes that makes a like you know a really good pitcher a great pitcher is after. You, you know, when you're not throwing 97 consistently and you're throwing 93, 94, there's a big difference in that. Even though there's only like, you know, three, four miles per hour, you have to learn how to pitch. You have to learn how to locate. You have to learn. You have to study the game more. You have to figure out guys like tendency, stuff like that. But that's what separates a really. Now, the really only team is, from, the, that scares me in the American League is Houston. Because Houston has the starting pitching. To go against anybody in the playoffs, does anybody really want to see Verlander again in the playoffs after what he did last year? They added Cole this year, so he didn't even pitch in the postseason. I mean, what if, what if he's the next Verlander or something? Dude, I don't know no what it stop is. Him. I don't hate the Red Sox. Like I've never said anything negatively to you about the Red Sox. You saw what I wrote on the board. Says so fuck the Yankees. For those of you who keep track at home, I just I don't <laughs> like the Yankees, but. It's just so much more fun to watch the Astros play than Boston. I like their lineup. I mean, I like, man, maybe it's, you know, just the the way, I mean, Boston's had, they've been so good this year, even from early on. And I guess, I don't know, maybe people are getting bored of them being so good and just being. Cause they've it's been, like rooting for Superman in the comics. Like, oh, he's perfect. Cool. Yeah. Right here, he says Boston's on pace for 110 wins. So that won't set the record, which we talked about earlier. We won Mariners 16. And Did, didn't, didn't win the championship. Didn't win the championship. Not shocked. The old, uh-oh. It says Yankees. Is that old. weird? Yankees. The Diamondbacks won that year, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Who's winning the NL West right now? Diamondbacks? They don't have Johnson and Schilling now. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, they don't. Or Craig yeah, Council, which, let's talk about like, Craig Council in that dude, World Series. Granky. Luis Gonzalez. Granky. Luis Gonzalez had the hit. Off of uh, Mariano. Yeah, Good. Uh, Same Mo. man, man. Oh, Mo. The year I keep Granky is like his worst pitching season he's had in recent memory. And then what happens the next year? Yeah, he's been good. Man. Granky? You, yeah, I, I drafted him like fourth round like two years ago. And he just turned out to be like the the second best player in our league that year, and then last year he was like the top. He was top ten again. Because a I lot kept of bad, him. a lot of bad blood. Yeah, starts no. with fantasy baseball. 
Yeah, like you told me to pick up Severino last year, and you went like 18-4 and four after I picked him up. Good stuff. But you should. Everybody Why should be scared. Because <laughs> I like to rub it in, dude. Everybody should be scared of Houston, though. They really should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as you hate Ozuna or whatever. Like Man, their he... starting lineup is insanity. It is. Verlander, Cole, yeah. Keuchel. And then you've got one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah, yeah say what you want. He'll He's definitely made them a better, or their bullpen better, for sure. Would you rather have him or Edwin Diaz? Ooh. This year, Diaz. He broke the Mariners' uh, single-season record for saves with 49 yesterday, I think. Or the, or the day before. But that's their, that's their franchise record. He's been fantastic. Yeah, you have to be really good to get that many saves. Dude's been lights out, just flamethrower. Yeah, he's he's the reason why they've won so many one-run games, Seattle, or at least early on. I haven't checked that in the last, I don't know. Look up, how many blown saves does Edwin Diaz have this year? I'm interested to know that. Because, like, the other day when I lost points in fantasy, Cody Allen again. Just giving up points left and right, I feel like. I feel like that's really what's killed me, especially on the pitching side. Is like my starting pitching hasn't been great for the last couple of weeks or whatever. But like I got rid of Trinan, and I I don't know if I like undersold. Like I I think I wanted more starting pitching. Well, and I was real I was willing to to trade Trinan, but he's dude's automatic. Dude just goes out there and gets one or two strikeouts every. I mean, and he's all the difference between getting minus two or minus three like every other time if your guy is a closer. Like, like Neville. I went through Neville was so good early on, and Sir Anthony Dominguez has, like, struggled recently. To, to go out there and you know the guy's the closer on a good team that can score runs, and he goes out there and it's an automatic eight or nine every time, and you're never getting minus one or minus three or any of that crap. Like, that's, that's a big What's deal. What's saves under? Is it, is it like a... What do you ask me right now? Well, blown saves is under you to look at this because there's saves, but there's nothing like there's like a you know it's all abbreviated. Okay. You are officially fired. It could be like it's usually like a fraction, like forty nine of you would just have to like type in how many blown saves does Edwin Diaz have? Yeah, I don't know. What what did you say right before that? I'm not sure. Great. Now you've ruined the whole conversation, Irv. That's wrong, actually. What's wrong? Edwin Blue. Uh, no, his blown saves. No, we're talking about I know we were talking there about. So, yeah, like that trade. So I traded for Jimenez. I am not 100%. Like, there's no reason the, the White Sox have not called him up yet. Other than waiting for nonsense shit. Like, Oh well, we get another year of contractual control. He has the four dude's blown mashing. saves. Four blown saves. Fifty saves, four blown, one point nine seven ERA. Like I don't, I don't know. I just feel like every time Cody Allen messes up, very good. Like I'm just upset with him. Yeah. Right, here we go again. Blake Trennan from the Athletics. Yeah. He has thirty two saves. Thirty six chances. Thirty two saves and four four blown. Fifty six. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. His ERA is much lower than one nine seven. Point nine seven. Yeah. Point nine seven ERA. His WHIP's probably like point seven something. 
Chapman only has two bone saves. How many does he have for the year? 31. That's still pretty In good. 50 games. So his win-loss is 3-0. He's a 2-11 ERA. I never liked Chapman. Yeah. He's bad. I mean, opponent bad average is He's one, good. And you know point what? .136. They're hitting nothing just, off I never liked him. He's fun to watch, though. Throws fire, dude. I have. And, and you know, on a... He played on a lot of not good Reds teams, mm-hmm. and back when I used to actually go to some of their games and stuff, and yeah. for them to bring him in and everyone to get pumped in the ninth inning if they're up, you know, three two or something like that, like that's that's a lot of fun. And there aren't a whole bunch of guys that that can do that. Dude comes in and throws. <clears throat> I saw something where he's thrown far and away the most hundred plus mile an hour pitches over the last like three years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I just never. I don't know if it was because he was so hyped in Cincinnati, but of he I was. just nothing else was going on in Cincinnati. Yeah, just never like he's just so wild, and I used to hate that that he was he would be so inconsistent. Well, he'd come in from what I would see. He had two pitches, right? The slider and the fastball. Yep, that's it. If he if he could throw the slider for a strike, it was it was over for the hitter. It really but was. How it was often, over. How often and then did he do that? yeah, so yeah, maybe I mean less than half the time. He'd actually throw the slider for a strike, so you come in and guys just, you know, know that when he has to throw strikes, he's got to throw the fastball, and eventually oh. they'll catch up to it. Eventually, yeah. Some guys can. Uh, and, um, this is a crazy I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't know what we missed, but it is now eleven. Someone eleven runs the thing. Astros have scored. Jeez, someone else hit a home run. The Astros are slaughtering. It's a yeah, white dude the, again, Tyler White. Is it really? Of course it is. Of course it is. Look at that beard. Who is this guy? Look at Justin Verlander. Just happy to be here. Yeah, I don't want to face Verlander in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, he just no helped him win one last time. You know one thing I love, and it's hard. Like Fantasy made, made me, it's a little bit easier for me. Max Scherzer is fun to watch. Yeah. Especially when they play audio of him making noises while he's pitching. That guy is intense. And he just wants to compete. No matter, like, I don't care if the Nationals were on pace to lose 120 games. That guy would be out there grunting and screaming on the pitchers yeah. and trying to strike everybody so, uh, out. That dude, Edwin, what's his last name? Diaz. Diaz has a very good chance of actually breaking the single season save record, 62. Who was that, K-Rod? K-Rod for the Angels in 08. Yeah, I was going to say. And then you have Bobby Thigpen, Thigpen, 57, and then John Smoltz, 55, Eric Gagne, 55. That was 2002. What year was was Smoltz? 02. Gagne was 03. I love that guy. Gagne won the MVP that year. The thing I, like, above all else, the thing I'll always remember about Eric Gagne is that he never changed his hat. Yeah. An old Do you remember rag. how disgusting his hat was? <laughs> yeah, it was old and gross. Like sweat stains? I think it was like, I don't even know if you could see the logo. It was so white with the salt <laughs> from the, the sweat salt. stains. And yes, he wore those goofy-ass goggles. Most hit, I'm going through these records. I don't know if, uh, this, if you guys really want to hear this. But the most hits in one season, Philadelphia Phillies, was 1,783. I don't know like how many. That's a lot. The team gets they don't give me season home runs. Yeah, Mayors. but the thing when you're looking at like all time stats and stuff like Bang. that is you're looking at teams that like 
Like I'm like I don't know if we've probably talked about this, but you put Babe Ruth, yeah, against Max Scherzer, yeah, and what does Babe Ruth do? Yeah, yeah, especially chicken handed. I just I believe that if you put any of the guys that hit before the Negro Leagues were allowed to like integrate, none of those guys are hitting what they are. I feel like uh, Evan Gaddis's at bat has gone for like forever. It was on when I turned around and saw it was 11 to 4, and the dude is still up there. Look at him. He's panting. He jumps every time he swings. <laughs> I am not kidding. Yeah, he Watch. does. He swings right through everything. I know you guys listening cannot see this, but watch Evan Gaddis. Watch a single <laughs> at bat. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. This dude's literally about to swing out of his shoes. Oh, hold on. He grips of the course. bat. I'm sure he grips the bat so it breaks in his hand, too. He probably has glass. In his hands, that helps him grip the bat because that man is a man. All right, it's a two-two count, no one on with two outs. Weird. What are the odds that he swings at whatever this is? He's going like he's going to come off the ground when he swings. You watch. <laughs> oh, see, he every did. time he jumps, Foul every ball. time this dude's got to be exhausted. Prolongs the at bat. He's like time out, blue. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> So that's something I wanted to ask you about. Eloy Jimenez, do you think they're going to call him up? How do you not call this guy up? I don't know. I dropped Nick King in the yesterday. Did finally. you? I did. Did they, they have him? him they don't have him starting. He was he. Uh, oh, that long release stuff to yeah. him with the innings or yeah. whatever. I think so. I hate that. We did not swing at a low fastball. Evan Gaddis took a pitch. Three and two full count. Number nine all season. Ninth time he's taken a pitch all year. It's the first time he's seen a 3-2 count this year. (laughs) (laughs) These are all made-up stats. So uh, do not not quote us. This ball's gone. Nope. He just, like, literally, it looked like he was swinging a freaking broomstick. Popped up the shortstop. That's what Archer looks like when he's swinging a wiffle ball bat. He would have swung at anything right there. Pretty much. He's like, well, I took the last one, so I can pretty much swing at anything. And just see what happens. Hope for the best. So what, what do you think of your chances this week, man? I think they're good. What have you? What did you score today? Oh, I only have 41-something. I four only pitchers have going. 41. Four uh, pitchers going. That's really bad. But I'm at 26. And I'll get another five. Yeah, from, with one uh, pitcher going. Yeah. And you'll get five more from, for Cole. Just from, from Bregman. He's a beast. I'm very happy with that. I haven't even looked to see who I have going tomorrow. Oh, speaking of your Yankees, Sonny Gray was a hell of a pickup for me. Yeah. I uh, almost Moved didn't him to the bullpen. No, he's starting again. Did he start? Yep. Pedro well, Stroke got start. a one-out hold. See, that's what that's you gotta nice. love to see. You just like, oh, a third of an inning. Right. And he got me like four yeah. points. Cool. <laughs> I'll take that every day. Every day. Yeah, I have uh, Scherzer and Bueller going tomorrow. So, and then a full slate of games obviously helps. But, I don't know, the Braves are playing a really, really hot Tampa Bay team. Only two games, and then that game with the Cubs. Who are the the Red Sox playing? I'm not sure. They don't play today. There was only, what, like seven games playing today? I haven't even checked any of the other scores. They play the Marlins. 
The Marlins. The Marlins. That's well, nice for them. Yeah. Random bit of uh, Little League knowledge. The Hawaii kids won that. Did you see what that hurricane did to Hawaii? That had done four know. feet of rain. Are you well, in what time frame? Like the last three days, three or four days. Dude. Jeez. That's like an all-out downpour. For like, four days. For four days. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so they just showed the uh, the stare down of the Astros bench. They did that, and then Bregman, like that, what started that was Bregman hit a home run, and then he just walked down the dugout towards the camera, like staring at it, like real hard. And then the next night, they did the whole team stare down. Then again. they did he another did, one. He did it after he hit the home yeah, run tonight. Like that's exactly what he did. He walked at the camera. And just didn't smiled. you say earlier that the NFL does like is way better at celebrations? Yes. In baseball? Yes. If they start getting the whole dugout thing going, we could give them a run for their money. One of my favorites, though, that they do in baseball is when they pretend they like... They ghost them? Yeah. For a rookie? Yeah, I, I like that I a lot. I love that. That's for everybody. Or, like, I... They pretend I've seen like nothing where, happens. Yeah, I've seen ones where everybody leaves the dugout, and then I've seen ones where they all just, like, sit there and, like, yeah. stare at the wall <laughs> and, like, pretend nothing happened. Yeah, I do like that. That's hilarious, though. Man, crush Davis up. 0-2 count. I would like to see him homer here. Just hit 40. This dude has been... I don't know. Is he getting talked about in AL MVP now? He has to be. If he's up at 40 home runs. I mean, is it one of those cases where what happens if... If... Wow, that was looking. What happens if... free looking. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. High fastball. Don't know that I agree with that call. Is that Joe Smith? Yeah. Formerly of the Angels? That's a strike. Is that true? Formerly of the Angels, Joe Smith? Yeah, probably. You see his weird three yeah. quarters. Oh, toss him. We about to get a toss him? Nope. You want to talk about uh, old Mingdon's mustache? Because <laughs> that thing's epic. I think they brought him back up, right, because of uh, Manaya. Wasn't he a triple yeah. A or something? Manaya yeah. got hurt, and I think that's the guy they brought up instead yep. or to replace him. Manaya, I feel like he's been up and down. He's Okay, so he's been, from what I've noticed, he's been really good, but I think he's actually been hurt for a while because yeah. his strikeout, I mean, he won his last start, but he had one strikeout over, like, five or six innings. Like, I think he's actually been hurt because – his strikeout numbers have been low. I mean, he's been pitching well, but, I mean, you can only sustain that for so long if you don't strike guys out. Yeah. That means guys are making contact, which means eventually, you well, know, you're he's not. Struggle. Yeah, he's not one of those, like, sinker baller guys or, like, split finger guys that throw, like, low 90s and keep, you know, just keep bats away enough to, to get ground balls. Like, he's, like, throw up in the zone, try to overpower guys, and when you start having problems... You, you don't have the repertoire, like, pitch to go to to get a guy to ground out every time. Yeah. Yeah, have a guy on first base with one out, that, you know, double play ball. But you don't have that. Like, you're more likely to get a pop-up or have a deep ball to the outfield than get that ground ball. So I felt like he did pretty well hanging on for as long as he has, and it's definitely, I mean, it hurts their, their rotation for sure. Yeah. But... Yeah, the, I they're still winning. The, the low strikeouts recently. They're still winning. 
They're a game and a half back. Yeah. Of the Astros. Like, everybody's talking about the Astros. Even I was talking about the Astros. The Oakland A's What's about to be game two and, and a half, half back. It's well, about to be two and a half. But two and so half. Mookie Betts is in the lead right now for the uh, AL, AL MVP. MVP. And then Mike Trout and Jose Ramirez are right there, too. Yeah. I mean, how you, I mean, that hasn't changed all year. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's Trout, but he's been hurt. He yeah, Trout's hurt now. That's so that, that, yeah, that hurts his chances. I don't know, man. Like, I just, I feel like Trout, I feel like he gets overlooked. And I know that's ridiculous to even say that. He does. Though. But there's always going to be, like, that one guy that pops up to, match, like, well, to match him statistically. Are you talking where about he's like, going to do it. And I'm not saying that Freddie Freeman is is Mike Trout because they're two very different players. But Freeman is just you can steady and consistent. Compare it to LeBron James. Trout, same thing. LeBron is a baseball podcast, sir. One hundred percent. Why would you bring him up? He <laughs> just left Cleveland. I understand. You, you're you're. Uh, Irv is officially voted off of the island. Never. Anyways, yeah, Irvin. I mean, you you took. I can't party. believe you'd bring up LeBron. I did. I do have a question for you, being a uh, Red Sox fan. Are you confident that you guys can beat the Astros? No. No. Not at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Astros don't have an an MVP contender. And they, the Boston, they have two. And J.D. Martinez and Mickey Betts. What about, like... If you had a healthy George Springer, but see, okay, so this is my argument to that. If you've got a healthy George Springer, a healthy Carlos Correa, a healthy Jose Altuve, and a healthy Alex Bregman, yeah, you yeah, don't that, think that, that that can offset? I think it could. Uh, JD Martinez. Yeah, and it's, it's probably it's the, yeah. Those four together are probably it's a probably a better setup than Martinez, Benatendi, and Betts. But also probably. just strategically. There's no way to pitch around four guys. You could walk Benintendi, Betts, and Martinez and let someone else beat you. And I don't know if they bat in that order or not. Yeah, the Red Sox have good pitching, though. Yeah. But so does Houston. Yeah. They both I don't have, know, man. They both like, have it's good been... closers. They both have a couple pretty good starters. It's been a long time Wiley since veterans. I've been this excited about baseball. And I... It obviously coincides with the Braves winning the division. But even these other divisions, like, there's so much that can go on. Like, generally, we're not talking about baseball like this until three weeks from now. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, the NL keeps it close, and it's, it's kind of exciting because it, it can change in a week. Well, I think, I think part of the reason that we keep talking about the AL West is that's – I feel like that's the only division – that can actually compete with Boston. What, the NL West? Did you just you pass him so? an, an article on, on Michael Jordan? Yeah, I did. <laughs> 1.65 billion. Did you see what he's made in the last year? Yeah, I don't... That's insanity, dude. Sorry, I'm always off topic. I'm always looking at random stats and stuff, man. All right, part two, basketball podcast. Yeah, so we're uh, we're gonna go back to back. So we're gonna whenever we're done with this, we're gonna start the basketball podcast. Um, I can do it. My first draft pick would be Scotty Pippen. Is he still playing? Yeah. <laughs> if Michael Jordan is so good, why wasn't he on NBA Jam? 
Bro, I don't know. I was it like, was Scotty Pippen. <laughs> and Dennis Rodman. Grade. They had Dennis Rodman for one of them. Was Not it, once was Michael Jordan on there. If he's the I'm greatest sure. of all time, let me, let me why wasn't he on NBA I'm Jam? I'm going to throw a curveball at you. They made that game when he played baseball. No, they didn't. When was that game made? False. 1993. They, Next week, they we're going to talk about NBA Jam. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was just being a smartass. He has to be. Anyways. In summary, I need you to beat Brian. Yeah. The races are going to be So if you were in fifth, then who would you play in fantasy? Fourth. Whoever ends up fourth. And it was LeMaster uh, up until... Or it's it's still, still, it still yeah. has him. So you would play him, and then Brian Seibert would play... Derek? It's one eight two seven three six no, and one four five. One, we're only doing six people. I think it's really. eight. Look at the league settings. It's still set on eight people. I think for I the think, playoffs. Didn't Brian say it was six? I don't know. Rut row. We made a boo boo, guys. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't checked those. Well, we're gonna have to look into that then. Yeah. Either way, I'm in. Sorry, seven I'm, eight. Yeah, I'm in too, though. Yeah, we'll have to actually take a look at that. The I think uh, whatever. I was looking at uh, one of the ESPN like draft things, like the competitions. I was looking at their scores. It's like the MLB recommended ones. I think we need to change up the scoring and go more towards that because I feel like it's ours is just like we try to make it flat, like numbers, as if we were like we're not doing the math. It's like, why does it matter? Like, if a run should be 1.3, then make it 1.3. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we need to change up the scoring to that. Yeah, it doesn't matter for you. need to be changed. Yeah, I mean, we're, no one's sitting there with a calculator doing it. All right, well, we are uh, going to shoot for uh, another podcast next week. Uh, I'm sure we'll be singing a different tune for some of these division races. Um, hopefully, we'll still see uh, the old Atlanta Braves. At the uh, top of the division. Go Yankees. Um, we No one actually cares about the Yankees. We did a, We actually did a poll, um, and no one actually did care about the Yankees, <laughs> so we're pretty much not going to talk about them anymore, um, ever again, actually, no matter what happens. So thank you for all of your input on that, guys. Um, we did not invite you. Earth, that was so harsh as that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Adios, guys. See, See you later. later.